My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness has seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, first off, uh, welcome back, everyone. It's so good to see all of you back here. I know. All of you are excited to be back for a new academic semester. At least you're faking it well. Um, but I'm happy to have you all back. My Sunday nights are always a little empty without you guys here. So it's great to see you all. How often have you guys had the experience of being at the right place at the right time? You go to a restaurant with a friend. You sit down and one of your all-time favorite baseball players, Derek Jeter, happens to be sitting at the table right next to you. You didn't plan it. You had no knowledge that this was even a possibility. It just happened. You happened to be at the right place at the right time. That actually did happen to me. I'll tell you about what an epic failure that was some other time because it's a whole other homily. But that's a trivial example. That happens a lot, though, if you think about it. The other night there was a, a commercial on television for the Clint Eastwood film 1517 to Paris on television. And it brought to mind that the true story of the three American heroes from a few years ago. I uh, told how these three guys met, two of them were in the military, how they all knew each other from growing up, how their vacation plans somehow all came together in such a way that they found themselves in Europe and eventually on this one particular train, the 1517 to Paris, when an Islamic terrorist took out an arsenal of weapons it began to shoot. The three were able to quickly subdue the guy and save the victim. And it was an amazing story of just how all these things came together up to this very moment where they happened to be just at the right place at the right time to prevent unimaginable deaths and destruction on who knows how many people. A little bit closer to home, 
a priest friend told me on Christmas Eve, just this past year at the parish's midnight mass, one of their parishioners right after the prayer of the faithful collapsed and had a heart attack. You hear that as a headline and our impulse is to think how awful, how awful for the, the man and his family to have such a, a serious emergency at one of the most crowded masses of the entire year. How awful for all the parishioners and everyone else at Mass to have this traumatic thing happening right there in church on Christmas. But then when you hear that two doctors, a husband and wife, were serving as Eucharistic ministers that night, along with three nurses who happened to be in the congregation, in addition to another person who happened to be an emergency medical technician, happened to be at church, and that the church had an emergency defibrillator on site, And how when this happened, everyone stopped what they were doing and they were praying for this man as one of the priests went and anointed him with the anointing of the sick. Before you knew it, the medical professionals were able to revive him. They got him to the hospital and then three days later, he was able to get bypass surgery and has since recovered. It was such a chaotic thing, something no one wanted to happen or ever expected. But had this happened to the man at home that evening, it's pretty likely he would have passed away on Christmas Eve. If he was going to have a heart attack, that man happened to be at the right place at the right time. The question people are often left with is, were these things merely a coincidence or were they part of God's incredible design? And it really depends upon what your perspective is, what you believe and where you put your faith. In some of the more dramatic examples, people find it hard to deny that there was something at work. Somehow things came together in such a perfect way that it seems hard not to see it as being divinely orchestrated. While the naysayers will argue, giving all the times where such perfect results didn't occur and say these examples, they're just coincidences. There are opportunities where people just got lucky. But as people of faith, The longer that we're blessed to be on this earth and are attentive to what God does and has continued to do for us, it's hard not to see how God is constantly at work, but that it's always invitational. He's constantly inviting each and every one of us into his divinely orchestrated plan. He wants to use and utilize each and every single one of us. But he doesn't want to control us like we're pawns in a game or characters in a play that's already been written out. We still have freedom to choose to go against his will. And then he'll provide new opportunities for others to get involved, for others to experience his blessings and to be a blessing. All the while, while he keeps inviting us back, keeps trying to entice us back to himself, to the love that our hearts were created for. And that's one of the lessons that we hear in tonight's scriptures. In that first reading from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah is first speaking to people who were experiencing incredible suffering and oppression. They had been conquered. They had been maltreated. They had experienced desolation. They lived under this this heaviness, this uncertainty, a cloud of darkness. And the prophet shares this hopeful promise to them as he says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light upon those who dwell in a land of gloom a light has shone now that first day the first time that he utters those words 
there was probably a whole mix of reactions. Some probably felt very renewed and hopeful. Others were probably skeptical or doubtful. And I'm sure there were some that just outright dismissed them. But in time, as things unfolded, as different people responded to different promptings, as God would raise up different Davids to conquer different giants or Goliaths, what was a hope became a reality. What seemed impossible, what seemed to be a pipe dream, through a whole patchwork of people and incidents who appeared to be at the right place at the right time, were in fact helping to fulfill God's promises. In hindsight, as they would reflect on how God had restored them and had made a whole new way for them, these people who had walked in darkness recognized the truth of these prophetic words when they did in fact walk in his heavenly light that had transformed their lives. And that's why all these millennium later, these words remain sacred to us here in 2020 AD. Here we are today in a very different time, in a different place, facing all kinds of other challenges, but seeing other signs of darkness that could seem overwhelming. But we know the truth of these prophetic words that are being spoken over each of us as well, especially in the light of the gospel, which personalizes things even more. St. Matthew recounts those prophetic words from Isaiah, and he talks about how Jesus is the fulfillment of them. He is the light that will dispel the darkness that overshadows people. He will continue to be the light for people, to lead and to navigate us. And how does he accomplish this? By calling and inviting people to follow him. Peter and Andrew, James and John, didn't just happen to be at the right place at the right time for this encounter, this opportunity. God had ordained it. He had planned it. He had intended this. For the fishermen, on the surface, it seemed shocking. And we'll hear throughout scriptures how they lacked self-confidence, how they misunderstood things, how they struggled with self-doubt. We'll even have instances where Jesus invites others to come follow him, and people will say no. But to me, that just reinforces that God is constantly acting in our lives and active in our world. He's going to continue to look for help to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and cure every disease and illness among the people. Whether we're going to respond and cooperate and participate in that great commission ourselves, that's the question. And that's what needs to be our focus. Not just tonight, but even more importantly, for our entire lives. It's not some accident that we're hearing this right now. God is speaking to each and every one of us. Each and every one of us needs to hear this, his divine invitation anew. And for some, that might spur us to make a life-changing decision. Others, it might reaffirm or refresh in us what we're already doing. Or we might find ourselves somewhere in between those things. But the reality is, we're all meant to be participants in unleashing the power of God's love and bringing his eternal life-giving light into the darkness that still causes distress and fear and despair. Jesus needs us. He knows the particulars of each and every one of our situations. He knows the fears 
and the doubts that will inhibit us. But he also knows the gifts and the talents and the favor that he's already poured out on us. But even more, he knows our hearts. And he knows the great potential that exists within. It's no accident we're here. It's no coincidence that we're hearing him call out to us to come follow after me. Indeed, we are at the right place at the right time.